One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi there, Simon Miller from What Culture Wrestling, and this is just me trying to fix the women's tag team division in WWE. What the hell I think I'm going to do with the saw, I don't know. But if you are unaware, there is only one official women's tag team left in World Wrestling Entertainment right now, and it's the champions, Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash. So bravo, don't clap with a saw in your hand, but bravo to them. You are now going to hold those titles until the end of time. Also want to give a quick salute to Squared Circle over there on Reddit. If you know, you know. If you don't know, you don't have to worry about it. But let's not worry about all of this stuff. Let's throw it out the window. And instead, we'll turn our attentions to the latest and the last episode of the WWE Draft on Raw. Was it any good? Did it absolutely suck? Let's find out by giving the good bits an up and the bad bits are down. How mad is it that even though we have done the draft, it now doesn't go into effect for three weeks. No one tells you why either. Maybe it just takes that long to do the graphics. Be a bit like your body saying, oh, in a couple of weeks we need to use the toilet. I don't know what that means. Anywho, I wanted the brand split gone as soon as Raw did start because Becky Lynch came out and you're just like, oh my gosh, so much star power. I can feel it deep down in my bones. And then she screwed over the potential of somebody reading her name off a list as she said, I'm the number one draft pick tonight meaning I'm officially on Raw, which was always going to happen because Charlotte Flair, the other champion, she'd been moved to SmackDown. Flair did interrupt Becky here, which was kind of confusing because you're like, oh my gosh, who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? It's a bit like that Spider-Man meme. And, and thankfully out came Bianca Belair because we all know she's a damn hero. Charlotte went straight into her whole, oh, Bianca Belair, you're really good, but you should be thanking me for paving the way. And I tell you, bless Becky Lynch, who was like a 12-year-old child here going, well, I don't think I've ever seen you two fight. Why don't you have a scrap right now? So we really do have a 2001 Stone Cold Steve Austin situation here. This version of Becky Lynch is absolutely brilliant, but nobody wants to boo her, so what the hell are you going to do? Eventually, Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville walked out, and they were like, oh, we've got a great idea for the main event. Let's do Charlotte versus Bianca Belair. And I tell you, man, I was just laughing away. This could have been a WrestleMania main event. We'd never seen Charlotte versus Bianca Belair. And WWE just went pow, and they fired it out of the hotshot cannon. The two would-be general managers then went power crazy and said that we are going to get Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash defending their championships against Tamina. What's that? Hey, there's nobody Mina and Natalia. And I worked it out. That is the 637th time we've seen that in 2021. And right now, we're going to get Damian Priest versus Jeff Hardy for the US title. 
And that one was fair. Jeff didn't lose at the pay-per-view. He deserved another shot. And I will admit that yes, this did go a little bit warm. We could have condensed it down to around about 10 minutes, but it was fine. I wasn't bored. As Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville were already out, they then went, oh, well, I guess we should announce some draft picks. And thank Flubbins for everything. The Usos are staying on SmackDown. And Paul Heyman was like, oh, thank goodness for that. And maybe he did pull his influence, because if he hadn't have done this, Roman Reigns was going to chop his head off. We also learned that Bobby Lashley is staying on Raw and Sasha Banks is staying on SmackDown. And I don't know why it annoys me so much, but it is so dumb. You wouldn't do a NFL draft and like the Green Bay Packers walk out and go, our quarterback is staying with the team. Maybe they do do that sometimes. The point is, it doesn't work. And then Damien Priest beat Jeff Hardy. I mean, this was more telegraphed than me using the number 72, but there was no way Jeff Hardy was going to become United States champion, but it was still a good match. They got a decent chunk of time too, and almost instantly, Damien Priest was doing a dive to the outside. And don't forget, he's like 6'4", so that's absolutely crazy. And we are really going in with Damo here, because not only did he kick out the Twister Fate of Swanton Bomb, he then hit his big move and got the 1-2-3. <laughs> of course he didn't. You were there going, what's that, a clean finish on Raw? I mean, it was clean, but there's always shenanigans. Because as soon as he had kicked out, he went for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up, and he got one over Jeff, and then he was like, see you, pal, and he was out of here. Hardy then did an interview afterwards, and because he is going to SmackDown, teased that maybe we're going to see that Willow character. Now look, that was never really my bag, but I know loads of people do like it, so why the hell not? And then of all the people, out came Austin Theory. And he made his first appearance on the main roster after being drafted, and he just whipped Jeff Hardy's ass. At first he was like, oh man, Jeff, you're my favorite person ever. Let's take a selfie. And then he beat him up, and he took another selfie with Jeff Hardy being on the floor. What a dick. And look, there's nothing wrong with Jeff Hardy being in this position. He should be helping younger guys. But now these two have been broken up. Who the hell knows? Quick interview with RK Bro after this too, and it was the usual stuff of Riddle going, hey, Randy, man, you're the best. And Randy being like, I hate you. I don't want to be around you anymore. Until the Viper challenged Omos to a match. Didn't we do that recently? But again, Monday Night Raw. We then did get some pretty sizable moves in the draft because Seth Rollins is coming to Raw. We better be planning to do Big E versus Seth Rollins before I can say do Big E versus Seth Rollins. And Shinsuke Nakamura, the Intercontinental Champion, is staying on SmackDown. WWE may as well then held up a sign going, ha ha ha, wrestling isn't what you think it is because we then learned that Damian Priest, the US Champion, is staying on Raw. I mean, just separate them a little bit. The final one was that Sheamus is going to Friday nights. I actually thought that was a big deal. I don't know why. I was like, oh man, Sheamus, I must like him. Dana Brooke was then on Raw. Now one, where the hell has she been? Nobody told us. But also two, does WWE hate her? Because she was going to have a match with Shayna Baszler. And honestly, the commentary team spent the whole time going, Dana Brooke, what a piece of trash. She should probably give up this wrestling like, Oh, I can't believe she's in front of my face. I don't know if this was intentional or not, but I thought it was unnecessarily mean. The good part of this is that she was taking on Baszler, who over the last few weeks has been transitioning back into her character of I am an absolute badass and I will rip out your spleen. And we should always do this with Shayna Baszler because you can totally believe it, which is why in around about 82 seconds, she tapped out Dana Brooke to the Kira Food Clutch. As soon as she was done, though, out came Dewdrop, who basically tended to Dana Brooke like, my child, my child. And Shayna Baszler gave her a little bit of a cheap shot. And I was like, OK, we're going to do these two. And then found out they're going to get broken up in the draft. But again, we've got three weeks, whatever, just for Shayna Baszler alone. I am giving it up. More teasing between Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns after this. 
probably the best story in all of WWE. Because Heyman and the Usos were all backstage being like, oh man, I'm so excited because they are staying on SmackDown. When that damn Kevin Patrick was like, oh yeah, Paul, is this how you allowed Brock Lesnar to be a free agent too? And Jimmy and Jay lost their damn minds. And poor Paul Heyman, he looked like he was about to have a seizure. It's a bit like farting in church, but honestly, I am really intrigued to see how this all plays out. I really wanted to like what was next too. Like I physically tried. I tensed everything and went, but I wasn't able to do it, down. Because I just want Humberto Carrillo, Angel Garza, Mansoor and Mustafa Ali to have a little bit more. They are such talented individuals, but all we did is we took them, they had another tag team match, and I think this one topped out at around about 60 seconds. Garza distracted the referee, so Humberto grabbed Ali's head and just started smashing it into the ring post. Then he threw him back in the ring, and Angel just pinned him. The Mansoor was like, oh, I want to help, but he wasn't able to. I mean, I don't know what I meant to do. And you can tell that WWE wasn't overly bothered about this because as soon as the referee had gone three, Big E's music hit. I mean, they may as well have rolled out a production guy to go, would you get your asses out the ring? It's also a distraction, so I bring it down and we have now got up to 108. <laughs> what a stupid number. It was here we found out Shayna Baszler was drafted to SmackDown. And I was like, well, why the hell are we doing that do drop thing? But again, I know we got a few weeks and we learned that AJ Styles and Omos are staying on Monday Night Raw. We then got another big name heading to Monday nights though because it's Kevin Owens. And I kind of curled up into a ball and I was like, please, everything WWE, would you start doing something with him? There was an NXT call up too because Zia Lee is going to SmackDown. Not gonna lie, I did not see that one coming. It's gonna be quite interesting. I mentioned Biggie as well making his way to the ring and it was time for his Raw segment. And it's nice and simple with our WWE Champion. When I see him on my screen and he starts talking, I'm giving it up. He was just the best here though, saying that he was a little bit sad because of course he and the New Day have been broken up again. But also in true WWE fashion, last week as soon as he had defeated Bobby Lashley, out came a new challenger after pressing the start button and it was Drew McIntyre. And he's right, really does happen every single time. As this was Drew McIntyre, bada bing, bada boom, out he came to greet the champion, but this was actually quite nice because he was all like, man, I've been waiting for somebody to take out Bobby Lashley and MVP because they screwed me out of my title opportunities. But you deserve it, dude. You deserve it, pal. You are one of the best humans ever. But sure, yeah, I want to take you on for that belt. This, of course, is going to go down at Saudi Arabia because where else? But also, because Raw is like a roulette wheel, it's just random, 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 all of a sudden, out came the Dirty Dogs. And I swear, in 2022, I may introduce an interruption counter. It is frankly getting ridiculous. This was kind of cool, though, because Dolph Ziggler had a very good point. He showed footage all the way back in 2013 of him introducing Big E to the WWE Universe. So he wanted a thank you. He then turned to Drew McIntyre and said, oh, man, remember when you came back to the company and you got called up from NXT? Who was the person that helped you back in? That's right, it was me. So I would really appreciate it if you gave me some love. I was a bit like, my word, he's right. And I went to buy a bunch of Dolph Ziggler merchandise, but not that much exists, which is absolutely redonkulous. And of course, Drew McIntyre and Biggie were like, you want us to thank you? We ain't thanking you. We think you're a piece of shit. We're then talking about Bobby Roode's physique, which is a little bit of a weird transition, although he did call himself Big Bob. And I tell you, man, Biggie, he was just the best. He had a meltdown here going, damn it, nobody calls you Big Bob. They then suggested a tag team match, and because it is WWE, it was just willed into existence. But as I always say, Dolph Ziggler, Robbie Roode, Drew McIntyre, Big E, they were always going to have a good match. Uh, not in a million years were Dolphy Boy Blue and Roode going to win this either. So you could just sit back and enjoy the ride. And the really cool thing here is, look, Big E and Drew McIntyre are now teaming so we can call them Drewy. 
I don't want to see that on a t-shirt yesterday. They all did a great job too. We had some near falls, we had some moves on the outside, and we had some story to cap the whole thing off because just as Big E was about to get the victory, Drew McIntyre blind tagged himself in, he hit the Claymore on Dolph Ziggler, and he got the one, two, three, so afterwards there was a little bit of animosity. Big E being the good guy that he is still stopped Bobby Roode from attacking Drew, and he gave him the big ending, and yes, as always, they're going to fight a crown jewel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. I really am done with the 24-7 championship too, but there is no reason to care about it. I like the people that are involved with it, but why do they want the thing to begin with? It just seems like such a stress. Now, somebody had tricked Reggie though, because they had said, oh man, Adam Pierce wants to see you about the draft. And when he found Piercey, he was like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Then the Viking Raiders were blocking the corridor when all the usual suspects tried to jump Reg. If you can believe it too, the last person to get in Reg's way was none other than Apollo Crews, General Commander Aziz. <laughs> so that's the end of them. And they have no idea what to tell you when it comes to Kevin Owens being on Raw. Because he walked out. He didn't get to say anything, which was his intention because Tazawa interrupted him. Again, I'll get that counter going. Tazawa then wanted a 24-7 title match. So Kevin Owens stunned him and that was it. I mean, quite literally, shrug emoji man. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to do. This was kind of just there. Look, to the point, I have stopped blinking. Go on some tag team drafting after this. The Vacant Raiders are going to SmackDown and the Street Profits are coming back to Raw. And if you can believe it, at one point, WWE were going to break up the Street Profits because they're absolutely obsessed. And then we got two massive moves because Finn Balor is also coming to Raw and Ricochet is going to SmackDown. And again, 
I have secret hope here. And you just know they're gonna let me down. Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley then defeated Natalia and Tamina. What's that? And there's nobody meaner. And look, this was fine for what it was, but hands up if you really, really worried about how WWE is looking at women's tag team wrestling. However, we focus on the show itself. And this really was Groundhog Day because we have seen it a lot and I don't think it went longer than five minutes and it ended with Rhea Ripley hoisted Nikki Ash up onto her shoulders and they slammed down onto Tamina as she hits you went, oh no, nobody Mina. And obviously they are still your tag team champions because again, there is literally nobody else. We then learned that robot Karrion Cross is staying on Raw and Humberto Korean Angel Garza are going to SmackDown, which seemed kind of random. And Alexa Bliss, she is staying on Monday nights and Cesaro is staying on Fridays. But does that mean anything? He can't even make it on TV. It was also at this juncture when from nowhere, my body just went, where the hell is Elias? Do you remember all those vignettes? Oh man, Elias is dead, long live Elias. I didn't realize he was being literal and Elias, the character, is actually deceased and we're never gonna see him again. Now I'm very upset about this because WWE, you made me excited. So we only have a certain amount of things I can do, so you get it down. Goldberg was then on Raw. And I know there had been a little bit of promotion, but I kind of feel like WWE should have gone all time on it. But also, where were the cops? Last week, Goldberg had said, Bobby Lashley, I'm going to kill you. Then he came to Bobby Lashley's place of work. Somebody really needs to talk to WWE HR. He carried this on instantly too when he said, Bobby Lashley, I want to have a match with you so I can intentionally break your neck. There's a quote. There's what Bill Goldberg said on Monday Night Raw last night. And everyone's like, oh man, I think Bill Goldberg's a little pissed off. Well, you don't say. Naturally, this brought Bobby Lashley out because you would be offended when somebody made such a threat. And he was saying to Goldberg, look, what happened to your kid was a massive misunderstanding. Also, look how nicely I'm dressed. I ain't getting in that ring and fighting you, it's not worth it. He will fight him at Crown Jewel though, if Goldberg agrees to one stipulation, which is that they have a no holds barred match. And I was shouting from my couch, Bob, what are you doing? This man says he wants you dead, and you're now going, oh hey, let's have a match where there's no rules. And Goldberg followed this up too, he said, oh thanks man, you just gave me a license to kill. Now he thinks he's flipping James Bond. I, you can believe it too, after Lashley asked for an apology, Goldberg said, yeah, sure. I will say sorry to your kids when I leave you laying lifeless in the middle of the ring. I was ironically dying. That's like four or five death threats. Bill Goldberg is insane. We then got a fifth murder promise as Goldberg also said, you're next and you're dead. And yes, we are doing this at Crown Jewel and Gage may even be in his dad's corner. This was one of the most surreal things I've ever seen in my life. Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin then jumped Bill, but of course he fought them off and gave out a spear. And I was a little bit hoping that we would get an explanation about how the Hurt Business came back together, but once again, it's WWE. But I will say about this 10 minute section, it was not boring at all. And I was laughing so much, I have no choice. I've got to give it up. What is wrong with me? Seth Rollins promo next, and he was really happy to be on Raw. Just went, ha, 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 for around about 32 hours. Although I was a bit like, wait a minute. So he's left Edge's house, meaning his plan was to break in, drink some orange juice, sit in a seat, and then leave. That ain't the best plan. WWE then did it. They took my heart out of my chest like Kano. It's all done. Down. Because it was the New Day versus Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin for no reason. And the New Day won. And it was just so easy. And it was just so effortless. 
And I was like, man, why can we never do anything with these guys? I did love the finish because Xavier Woods hit his springboard elbow to get the victory and then looked right into the camera and started saying, crown me, crown me, because of course the king of the ring is coming back. And I swear, WWE, if you do not make Xavier Woods the king of the ring, you don't know what's going on in the world and you don't know what you're doing. And I will go on the internet and moan. Going back to the backs though, I just didn't see the need for this. If you had gone to the bathroom, you would have missed it. It was quite literally just there and we should be rebuilding the tag team division at the moment, not trying to tear it down. The Street Profits arrived afterwards and they were all nicey-nicey gobbledygoo, and that was fine, they're a great team, but yeah. A really odd segment with RK Bro followed this, to the point, I think maybe the raw script had some like water spilt on it, and people, they actually couldn't read it, but they kind of just went and made it up. Because Riddle and Orm were out here and they were annoyed because Omos hadn't answered the challenge. So out came the Colossus and AJ Styles. And Styles was like, oh man, I'm so happy that we're all still on Raw because we're going to beat you from those titles and then laugh at you every time we see you. Omos was then about to answer Randy when Orton attacked AJ Styles and then meant Omos grabbed Riddle and chucked him out of the ring. And then this ended with Omos and Randy Orton staring at each other when AJ Styles tried to attack so Randy Orton gave him the RKO. And the commentators went, oh, this must have been Randy Orton's plan. It's like, what do you mean that was his plan? There's no way this could have been anyone's plan. It took a lot of coincidences for it to be able to work. So seriously, what a crappy, crappy plan. Just like the Kevin Owens segment. I did not get it down. Carmella was then drafted to Raw, and I'm not sure whether that's a good or bad thing. And we had another NXT call-up because Rich Holland, of all people, is going to smack her down. This was then trumped instantly as Gable Stevenson, a man that's never even had a wrestling match. I don't even think he started training was drafted to Raw, but actually I thought this was quite smart. He just won a flipping Olympic gold medal. You should be keeping his name out there as much as you possibly can. Sami Zayn is also staying on Friday nights and because he was the very last person drafted, just go and check out his social media. That man is the best. Much like SmackDown 2, our main event was an all-women's affair, and this was totally great because it was Charlotte Flair versus Bianca Belair. <laughs> that rhymes, that makes me feel good inside. But we just did a copy and paste job. It wasn't really very good then either. Because the short version is, they had a really good match that I was super duper into, to the point that I'm going to give it an up. When Bianca Belair hit the KOD, so Becky Lynch, who once again had been very good on commentary, just attacked her, meaning it ended in a disqualification. To the point now, anytime WWE announces any main event like this, I won't expect a clean finish. I will expect a DQ, because it's called The Boy Who Cried Wolf. That's getting it down. Lynch then started to beat up her rival when Sasha Banks decided, well, because it is draft weekend, I'm just going to come to Raw. And she built up Becky Lynch. This is another reason I don't think people appreciate Crown Jewel. So you get stuck in a time loop. It also means on the DQ board, we are up to 57. And I just don't want any more Raws to end in disqualification. But much like I said on SmackDown, even though I don't like the format of the draft, it's just people standing there, again, like robots carrying across, going, oh, this person going here, that person going there. I do enjoy seeing how WWE is going to shuffle the pack. I also thought there were some decent matches last night. So overall, I'm getting an up. But it's not like a strong up. It's a just there up. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.